Hey, my loves. All right. So I already took the thumbnail for this picture for this podcast. And who you're seeing on the screen there is going to be one of the first black women to make a commercial space flight. Um, her name is Aisha Bao. And on the left hand side, that is Mae Jameson, right? One of the the Mae Jameson is the first black woman to go into um, outer space. And I want you to, I'm going to play the, the clip. It is so rich. I've been talking about how it is my belief that um, black women share a protopian perspective of small incremental changes um, by addressing challenges that will make it better for all the inhabitants. Um, and I also want to give, again, this is kind of maybe slash, you know, so much thanks and appreciation for all the Black women experienced content creators out there. Each of you are, you know, just inspiring me to look at things through different lenses. And you're going to see that as I play this clip. It's nine minute, nine minutes and 46 seconds long. But this is why each of us, you know... Um, champion our areas of expertise and it's even things like you're going to understand when I say that this is a commercial flight right and we have conversations about black women in luxury right and the opportunity for you to pay for this type of experience um and you better trust and believe that they pay attention to who are on these flights and and the marketing behind it and who would probably be inclined to gravitate to that, okay? There's also another um, aspect I wanted to address. So let's go ahead and play it. I started to just get chills like around the six minute mark because also for those of you who can't really stay for the end of it too, we've been talking about, um, you know, uh, Goldman Sachs coming, stepping to the forefront and investing in women that, you know, for their business and their enterprises, understanding that if you um, help elevate one woman, you help elevate her household, you help her to make better decisions for her and her children and for the future. And another thing too, um, that you're probably going to hear towards the end, I did a podcast about two days ago, a day or two ago, talking about how, you know, the conversations that black women are having, even in things that can be as, you know, considered as minuscule as the passport, the phenomena of the passport boys, right? And how that's going to affect some little girl in a in these third world countries. And sometimes I feel like it, there is this respect for, you know, how much credit should be <laughs> attributed to you know, when it's it's so easy to say, well, I'm not an angry black woman. I'm not a feminist. I'm not this. But here she is. She shares her stories. I, I believe she says she's from the Bahamas. And um, they talk about how she's not the wealthiest child. She went to a, a college, so it's not a university or, you know, um, one of these high, you know, top of the line, you know, universities. And yet and still, here she is um, as an astronaut and part of, um, uh, there was one more thing. So she talks about how her parents um, poured into her 
And um, those things matter, right? So let me just go ahead and, and play this real quick. <laughs> Let's take off. And, um, Last July, the space flight company Blue Origin made its first commercial flight with its rocket New Shepard. Customers get an 11-minute ride far above the Earth. Blue Origin's founder, Jeff Bezos, was among the first to make that journey. Since then, five more crews of space tourists have taken that flight. The next group will include a former NASA rocket scientist. Aisha Bow could also be the first black woman aboard a commercial space flight. She and um, and actually, so, and I'm always doing stuff in the background, so sometimes when I'm listening to it again, I, I see or catch different things. So this is from her um, Instagram. They have a photo of her, and it says, um, so she she is with Blue Origin, and they're the, it's kind of like saying JetBlue or Delta or American Airlines or Virgin or whatever. So this is uh, Blue Origin. And she says, I'm going to space as the first black woman confirmed to fly with the Blue Origin um, on New Shepard. I'm expected. Mm, I'm expected to be the sixth black woman to cross the Carmen line, the internationally recognized boundary of space. This mission comes 30 years after former NASA astronaut Mae Jamieson became the first black woman um, to travel to space since 1992. Since then, there are only four other black women who carry that distinction. NASA astronauts Stephanie Wilson, Joan Higginbotham, Jessica Watkins, and Dr. Cian Proctor of the SpaceX. And y'all, I'm such a sentimental. This is bringing tears to my eyes. All right, let's go. Let's keep playing the interview. She announced her trip today on Instagram, and she will join five other black women in history who have crossed the Karman line. That's the internationally recognized boundary of space. Aisha One of the things, if just a little bit of numerology in here too. Um, it sounds like there's already been six flights, but... Um, I find it interesting and it could just be, you know, maybe that's their full capacity, but six is the number of the woman. Um, six is, uh, the day of Venus. And I find it interesting that they're going to have six women on this flight, but just a little bit of numerology, just had to sprinkle that in there. <laughs> Bo joins us now to talk about the trip. Welcome to the program. Good to have you with us. Good evening. So how are you feeling about going to space? What's, what's going through your, your head? And she, there's a little bit of a space delay. So, you know, she's it's taking time for the um, sound of what he's asking her to transfer over. Okay. In your heart as you get ready for this trip. It's incredible. I never thought that I would be here. I mean, I, I started as a community college student who had no idea what she wanted to be growing up. And today I get to talk with you about being part of a historic mission on Blue Origin. 
And I wanted to just, again, this one is, it really does touch my heart, even listening to it again the second time. For my young ladies, you know, even if you don't have like the money to go to the private colleges or feel like you don't have the strongest GPAs to get into like the Spellmans and the Howards and all these other HBCUs, this is a young lady that started off at a college and you take it course by course, step by step. And don't let these people dissuade you or talk you out of your dreams and, you know, seeing the opportunity to become a better version of yourself by going to school, right? By continuing your education. It's exciting, it's thrilling, and I really hope that my story can be inspiration for others to unlock their own potential. Before we talk about this flight, let's talk a little bit more about your journey. You talked about being a community college student. Talk to us about what got you on the path to becoming a rocket scientist with NASA. Was there someone who initially inspired you to think about a career in the sciences or, or a career in aerospace? Yeah, I was in community college and I was struggling. I had no idea what I wanted to do and there weren't people around me who I saw working in the engineering mm. fields. Mm. I ended up in a pre-algebra class and there was a woman there who was teaching the class who was an engineer at Ford Motor Company. And she really taught me in the way that I could learn. And for the first time I took to math because I thought that I was allergic and was never gonna be anybody who did much of math as a career. Mm -hmm. From there, I transitioned into the University of Michigan. I finished two degrees in aerospace engineering and I went on to have a career at NASA, and I've been dedicated ever since to helping other people find the same joy that I did in engineering and science and technology. Protopian future! <laughs> one, of the thing we've one of the things we've talked about in the past with Jessica Watkins, who is serving aboard the International Space Station, is the dearth of other black women who have made it to space. She is one of just a handful, including Mae Jemison, Stephanie Wilson, Joan Higginbotham, and Dr. Cyan Proctor. Talk about the value of the images that you saw in terms of either encouraging you or discouraging you from NASA in particular. I know a lot of people who say that Nichelle Nichols, you know, Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek, was the first time they even conceived of a woman of color existing in a space-faring mm -hmm. venture, let alone in a future that they could be part of. Yeah, I think that representation matters. Absolutely. It's incredibly difficult to emulate success that you can't find. And when I was in NASA, I had the opportunity to meet and greet with Nichelle on multiple occasions when she visited NASA Ames Research Center. And I remember myself thinking, wow, her presence, the mm. things that she did early on to help recruit for the first astronaut class of mm. African Americans were just they were inspiring and her contributions have stood the test of time. Mm. So to be able to be considered and named around women like Jessica, like Dr. Proctor, mm. like May is not only inspiring to me, I hope that my story, my journey will be part of what inspires the next generation of Absolutely. women and people to take the next steps. Mm. Let me ask you about this flight in particular. Give us the rundown, the details, when is it, where is it, 
Have you had to go through any kind of training for it? Do you have to get up early in the morning to, to catch this flight? Give us the logistics on the trip you're going to take. Sure. So the flight will be announced by Blue Origin sometime later this year. And I'm really looking forward to having the opportunity to be alongside five other incredible individuals. For now, I'm working on staying in shape. So that means quite a bit of working out, which, hey, I welcome that, especially with Thanksgiving coming on. Maybe I can keep off a few of those pounds. But we also will be going through all of Blue's rigorous preparation to make sure that we are in tip-top shape for the flight at some point in time next year. So I can't, I mean, I just cannot wait. They have an amazing program, mm -hmm. and I'm really looking forward to sharing more details as we get closer to the announcements that are to come. Now, this is a commercial space flight program, after all. How much does a seat on New Shepard even cost? Right? Those details are not public. I wish I could disclose them, but those I'll have to leave for Blue Origin. For me, I know that I'm incredibly excited to be part of this mission, and it's an opportunity that other people will be able to participate in as well. Is your seat on this flight sponsored? Did you pay out of pocket? I understand you may not be able to tell us how much, but how is the seat being, being paid for? Yeah, I'm lucky to have an opportunity to work with a number of individuals and organizations who are behind me and who are behind this flight. And I love that. Okay. I have a number of people who are behind me and behind this flight and the other people who are boarding this flight. This is huge. Y'all. This is huge. As we get closer to the mission, I am delighted to have the opportunity to share more details about the specifics behind how I got involved with this mission. So you are on a sponsored seat. Uh, I just want to make sure I understand the arrangements. You are on a sponsored seat for this flight, and that'll be part of the kind of the narrative leading up to the flight once, once you get closer to takeoff. Is that right? Yeah, it's an incredible opportunity to have people who are not only behind me, but behind the future mm. of women and minorities in space. Mm. What do you plan to do once you're in space? I know it's not a super long flight, but is there anything in particular you're looking forward to doing or seeing up there? Yeah, I actually um, am from Bahamian descent, and I look forward to having the opportunity to showcase not only the Bahamian flag, but a couple other things that are very close to my heart. I've been heavily involved with aerospace, and in fact, one of my mentees, a woman by the name of Claire Luce, who I've mentored since she was 13, will also be participating in the flight. There is also the opportunity to participate on the ground floor by writing postcards that will be stamped flown in space as part of the Club for the Future program. And so I look forward to not only demonstrating the flag on orbit, but also to having people be able to take part of this journey that is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for me around the world. I'm sure there are other people who look at this opportunity and think, oh, gosh, if only I would go in a heartbeat. I would go in a heartbeat. I would go into space in a split second. I think this expansion <laughs> of space flight is so cool. I would do it. I grew up in Florida watching the contrails of space shuttles go up in the sky. So I would, I would go to Cape Canaveral tonight if they would let me go. But it still feels very remote. It used to be remote because I'm not an astronaut. Now it feels remote because 
it's so expensive I can't even know what the price tag is. What would you say to people about where we are in terms of broader public access to space? I would say that I'm the child of a woman who cleaned houses and a gentleman who drove a taxi until he received an electrical engineering degree at 40. I am not a wealthy person, but I worked hard mm -hmm. and I earned my seat on this mission. I've spent the last decade finding ways to inspire and to elevate people to reach for the stars. Mm. And I am not on this mission alone. I started in community college and I'm here. Mm. And I hope that that is a symbol for the accessibility and for the ability for the general public mm. to engage in the journey of spaceflight. Mm. Aisha Bo, I think it's a fantastic story. Godspeed, safe travels, of course, as you make your way up into space and back. And thank you for making time for us tonight. We really appreciate it. Yes, he said that Thanks was... Thanks for watching our YouTube channel. Follow today's <laughs> top story. He said that's fantastic, y'all. <laughs> so um, let me get back to my uh, studies here for my my course. I'm six minutes and 59 seconds in. Um, going to try to knock out eight hours today. And then four hours... Uh, if I do four hours for the next 11 days, I should have completed my certification which will take me right over into December and then print out the certification stuff submit the application fee so y'all mm, mm, mm. but I hope that this was a blessing for you guys um and the possibilities right and um I love how articulate, articulate, articulate <laughs> she is. And um, I was just going to type her name in here real quick. Aisha Bo. Um, wow, so there's other stuff out here from her. Um, like she says, she's been putting in the work uh, spanning as far back as a decade. And so if you uh, Google her name, you will see the not Google YouTube, her name, you will see things like how to overcome self-doubt with uh, Aisha Bao and Gerard Adams um, from four years ago. Aisha Bow Beyond the Blue. Um, she's a rocket scientist, uh, former rocket scientist. She has an interview with Kelly Clarkson. She's a NASA aerospace engineer who empowers unrepresented people to pursue engineering engineering careers um here she talks on breaking the bias here she is uh speaking on a platform summit in 2015 and she dresses so regal and elegant and so classy um Yeah, this one looks like a good one, too. Um, ELC, Power of Women at Work, from two years ago. It looks like she also has her own um, YouTube channel with 14 videos on there. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to read that one. It has nothing to do with her anyways. Something about Elon Musk. Um, High Tech Sunday from a year ago. The WCC alumni profile 
Oh, here she's explaining her new scholarship. I'm going to listen to this one and then we're going to sign off because I, I do need to get back to what I'm doing. But um, I am interested in doing scholarships. And so let me just push through this commercial. Ooh. All right. Going to skip the ad. One of the other reasons why I was delighted to come back is I believe so strongly in the power of the education at WCC. And you guys know that it's top-notch here. If you can go here, save thousands of dollars, like literally tens of thousands of dollars, and you can take courses that transition to some of the best universities in the nation, mm. how could you not want to support that? And so yesterday, we announced the Aisha Bow Empower Engineering Scholarship. And the idea is to support students who are going to transition to a four-year engineering program at the University of Michigan. As much as I would love for it to just be arrow, it is not. I understand that other, you know, you guys want to do other things. But the criteria is to have at least 14 credits that align with the College of Engineering. Mm. And it's going to begin, so we provided the initial capital to funds. So we're going to start providing um, scholarship awards next semester. Mm. And then from there, I'm working with my corporate partners to bring in internships as well as career counseling oh. and what I call wraparound services. Because oh. for me, I... As much as I love to support the financial part of education, I also want to see you guys get jobs and I want you to be employed by prestigious mm. institutions that could become careers for you as well. So if that sounds like anything that you guys are interested in, you can go ahead and write for it and apply for it. And I love it. You know, I, I'm going to kind of start to double down on this too. But I talk about how a lot of the times if you reflect back some of the best bosses you're going to have are going to be black women. And I, I do preface it by saying some, you know, but you can tell that she's thinking about what were the things, who was the person that I needed when I was that little girl? And so, yeah, you know, we get to the point where we can reach back and we can provide scholarships. And but I think where I see the depth is her working with corporate sponsors to provide internships so that they can get hands-on um, experience and that can create entry for them to get employment at those jobs. So it's very well-rounded. You need experience. You need to have corporate um, sponsors that are willing to hire these students when they graduate from college and, and get them gainfully employed, right? So that they're not having to be hit with these student student loans that Biden and company seem to have a hard time working with people on, right? And so, but it takes this kind of protopian thinking, right? It takes this type of thinking. She's attacking or she's addressing the challenges, right? Because the protopian perspective is that you address challenges, challenges that in this case have to do with poverty. So, if you're going to college, chances are it has to do with financial implications or it could be a little bit having to do with grades, right? But then she also provides scholarships so that if you, 14 units, you guys, um, the average, and it depends on if you're on the quarter or semester system, but a, um, when I was in school, I was on a quarter system, four, four units, it would be four units per class. So you're looking at... Um, 
four classes, you're, you're, you know, four classes, you're able, after four classes, you're able to apply for her scholarship and type of thing. And, um, and like I said, you know, can you imagine if more people thought like this? I talk about this for the churches all the time too. There is no reason why young people in churches, and it's funny, right? Because even though I escaped from that um, institution, <laughs> I still, you know, somehow find my way, my myself advocating for at least the kids there. There is no reason why dentists and lawyers and nurses shouldn't be working with each year the seniors that graduate to make sure that they have an internship at their practice or at their law firm or at their corporate or doing marketing or accounting, you know, for people in the church and providing internships for them. But, you know, the 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 church for the most part has just demonstrated to me that they're just there to leech off of some of the poorest people in the world. You know, like, give me something I can get behind. Like, at least if you're saying, well, you know what? Every year we have eight high school students that graduate. If you can't afford to put them, you know, put money for them to have a scholarship to get maybe their first year. You know, if if you put together the church collects and puts money to make sure that each of the seniors that go to college can get at least one year of college. No, sorry. I got distracted. (laughs) Sorry. If if you um had everybody like all the professionals put money into a pot and every time the seniors graduate it funds them for at least one year of of college, right? And that gives them enough time to kind of get into um transition into a four-year um institution or university, right? On on scholarship and provide them with internships if you're not able to necessarily come out of pocket, y'all. We have to do better by our kids. We have to. And I just love that. I, I Like I said, you know, um, when I think back to um, black women that I've encountered, uh, you know, coming up, they I didn't they didn't work in my institution um, until the towards the very end. But when I looked at other um, institutions around me, the thought that went into their human resources development, the personnel development, um, all stemmed back to that woman's experience of her being the resource that she wished she had when she was going through those things, all right? Right now, the initial funding is there for next semester. And then from there, do kind of keep in touch. I talked to one of my colleagues who has an organization called Inroads. They're the nation's leading provider of internships, specifically for um, those who are associated with knowledge disadvantage. Okay, so um, for those of you who are interested, she said that Inroads is one of the leaders in providing internships for engineering. I'm going to go back just a little bit. Um, and I, I'm not 100% sure if that's only for uh, WCC, which I, I'm trying to see. If, is that Washington? I can't tell. Here we go. ...internships, specifically for um, those who are associated with knowledge with disadvantage. And he said, Aisha, we're going to lean in and help you do whatever you need to do with, uh, with the University of Michigan and Washington Community College because we need more students in technology. 
math and any arts and things of that nature. So I'm very excited by this. I can't wait to go out and campaign and bring more resources and make that endowment as large as possible. Amen. So thank you. I know I've got to release some of you guys into the wild, but if you have the time, I would love to talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. And thank you so much for being an incredible audience. That is so cool, y'all. So um, hopefully I left a little bit of inspiration there for you. Um, why our mindset and our perspective matters. For those of the rest of us who are out there, understand that the young people are looking up, up to us to to show that these things are possible, right? My my trailblazing has to do with the passive income and figuring that out. And the same way it took her a decade to get to where she can be to where now she's taking one of the first commercial flights into space. Yeah, it takes time, you know? Um, but continue to champion that protopian perspective that, you know, slowly and steadily we are going to address these challenges in each of our respective areas. And again, this is why I really love to celebrate the diversity of... Um, Black women in particular, I know, I know, don't be mad at me, but she, her thing is aerospace, right? And she's doing her thing, making her rounds, making the difference there. Mine is going to be passive income. Yours might be, you know, in the health sector, in law, in science. It could be a, as a teacher, right? It could be as a gardener or florist or a business owner, um, as a tech person, right? As a fitness person, so if you do like software engineer, um, all of these things, they're so important. And the more multifaceted we are, the better it is for the future. And it makes it a better world for its inhabitants. So with that being said, y'all, let me get back to my, let me get back to this thing. Um, I'm going to try to do, ah, I said I wanted to do eight hours of this class, of this um things so but I am a little bit tired um and so I think yeah I that means I have one more hour left and then I'm going to do four more hours every day for the next 11 days and I will be done so just <laughs> bear with me on on that on that aspect too all right my loves until the next one bye